Let's go up the line to Wellington, where our resident historian, Dr. Grant Morris, is standing by. Hi, Grant. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good. I thought this might be an anniversary topic, it being 70 years-ish since the Korean War ended, but actually it coincides with you heading to Korea for, what, is it the first time? Yes, first time. So we, we can have both <laughs> the anniversary, 70th anniversary of the armistice and, and my trip. Yeah. So um, tell me what you're up to. Yes, yeah, so I'll be going over there to look at the um, development of mediation uh, in Korea, being part of um, my special, one of my specialty areas. I'll be doing a lot of um, history as well while there, um, uh, but those will be the two things I'll be looking at. But you know, part of that that history, of course, with Korea is the is the Korean War. Yeah, and so tell us about your topic today. Yeah, so I thought you know. Um, given the reading I've been done and, and, and things I've learned over, over time, that it's uh, really important to note just you know, what a big thing this was for New Zealand because often it's referred to as the Forgotten War. And you know, given the name, uh, the reason is um, at the time it was obviously of huge impact, but, but soon after people began to say, well, okay, let's move on, and, and it's been left in many ways, I think, um, to the history books. I mean, is it wrong that I think of MASH the first time? You know, when I hear Korean War, um... I think I think most of us do, and uh, over a certain age, like you know, when we were growing up, it was on reruns, wasn't it? Like six o'clock, I yeah. think, on you know, TV two, or was it every night? And uh, eleven seasons, so you know, a lot of us got those views. But MASH was, I mean, it was a wonderful, wonderful program, but it was criticised for not so much sanitising the war, but almost. Um, operating despite the war, you know, there's, there's not that much engagement with the actual war if you re, if you rewatch it. Okay, uh, and what about here in New Zealand? Are, are there many signs, many physical signs of our involvement? Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll see the, the Korean War mentioned on, on various uh, war memorials. There is actually one in Wellington, which is very hard to find. It's um, just near the ferry terminal, and it's where one of the first ships take carrying troops took off from in, in 1950, and it's, it was put there about 20 years ago. Um, you know, it's, really, it's great to have it there, but it's not that accessible. Um and I think that that's quite symbolic in a way of, of, of our memory of Korean War. Okay, so a lot of people who don't know much about this time in, I was going to say in our history, and world history, um, what was the background to the war? Yeah, so I'm going to do this very quickly, but as efficiently as possible. Basically, after World War II, you know, Korea had been a Japanese colony. Um, after World War II, uh, the Japanese Empire, of course, was defeated. Korea is split in two with the Soviet Union controlling the North, the USA controlling the South. Then in 1950, Communist North Korea invades South Korea uh, and it takes the South Koreans and their um, American allies um, by surprise. They're pushed all the way back to the southeast coast. Um, and at that point, the UN, led by the basically by the US, uh, intervenes uh, in this very famous military campaign where Douglas, uh, General Douglas MacArthur comes in at Incheon, which is where the airport is now, just out of Seoul. It basically cuts the North Korean army in half um, and you know, achieves a great victory. But MacArthur being MacArthur, he doesn't stop there. He pushes <laughs> the North Koreans all the way to the Chinese border, <laughs> despite the Chinese saying, don't do that or else we'll, we'll come over the border. And indeed, the Chinese, um, communist Chinese um, forces come over the, the North Korean border and push 
the UN forces all the way back to the 38th parallel, mm. which is where the war stays for two years in a basically a almost World War One like trench warfare situation. Um, and for those two years, they're negotiating the armistice. Um, that would eventually happen, but yeah, so there's all this movement in the first year and then basically no movement for the final two years. But it was a terrible, brutal war with, with huge amounts of civilian uh, deaths and destruction, almost complete destruction of the country's infrastructure. How does that 38th parallel, by the way, um, compare to the original border? Yeah, well, it was basically it was it's, it's around where that where it was split after right. the Second World War. Okay. But, I mean, the thing is, and the, one of the great tragedies of all this is that Korea has this long, long history as a unified uh, country. Um, so such an artificial split, which occurs um, both in 1945 yeah. and then during the war, that these people with the same language, the same history, the same culture, suddenly, you know, in two different countries. And so did we get involved, did New Zealand get involved because we were an ally of America? It was a bit of, it was basically two things. One was, yes, we were part of that. There was obviously, you know, a lot of um, need and gratitude to support America after the way that they protected Australasia in the Second World War from possible invasion. But it was actually through the UN. So this was one of the, the first UN actions. And because um, the Soviet Union basically vacated its seat um, on the Security Council, they could push through um, this uh, this uh, um uh, move to be able to bring the UN. Um, so, yeah, it was mainly the US there, but it was actually under the UN um, uh, you know, um, forces. So uh, New Zealand was, you know, being a great supporter of, of, of um, the United Nations from the beginning and, and multilateral approaches, you know, was, was one of the first to sign up and, and, you know, played a role right throughout the the conflict. Um K Force was that was the name of our um, contribution, and then the, then there was the, the Royal New Zealand Navy as well. Um, and in total, um, you know, six thousand approximately six thousand personnel served um, in the New Zealand forces. Um, Forty five were killed, seventy nine wounded. So you had army forces, you had navy forces, you had two frigates. Um, and while that might seem small, especially in comparison to the US forces, it was very highly regarded and also made up part of the overall Commonwealth contingent. Gosh, it must have been hard work going back to war five years after that great World War II had just finished. Yeah, and yet and yet they got 6,000 volunteers on the first few days mm. when they called for volunteers. They only needed to begin with, they, they needed about 1,000. And they got this amazing response. Um, from from New Zealand, so yeah, I mean that's you'd think you know after after that terrible six years of World War Two, the last thing you'd want to be doing is going back into it. So, what is the legacy of our involvement in that war? Well, the, the war technically still goes on. You know, it was was not a it was an inconclusive end, um, and as we know, the, the peninsula is still um, very much a you know a tense place, and and. Um, uh, yeah, that still that still continues, but I think the important thing, one of the important things, is that New Zealand played a role in assisting, um, you know, so, you know, assisting South Korea uh, from being, 
you know, um, overrun by North Korea, basically from an invasion from um, from the north. And while Douglas MacArthur's attempt to reunite the country might have failed, um, you know, South Korea remained South Korea, and, and you know, we we know what a successful country that's been in, in economic and cultural terms. Um, and New Zealand, I think, can quite proudly say, well, we played a role in, in allowing that to happen, um, and. Um, you know, we did it as part of the United Nations as well. I mean, one of the things about the Korean War, I think, which perhaps changes the way we view it, perhaps, you know, versus soon after is Vietnam. And and how, you know, there's some strong similarities between the two because Vietnam has such a, I suppose, negative um, perception of of the intervention and, and the way it played out. I think some of that has also affected the way we see Korea and the Korean War. Is that why it's known as the Forgotten War? Because it's been um, overshadowed by what happened since? I think that's a big part of it. I mean, I think um, it's kind of in a way squeezed between, you know, World War Two, and then the, the disaster of Vietnam, uh, the, of the Vietnam War. So I think, I, I think, yeah, that is a big part. Grant, what should we talk, what should we take away from this talk today? I think just to, to, to note the the role that New Zealand played to. You know, that it is the 70th anniversary of the end of the war. But, I mean, it, it had some big impacts on New Zealand beyond just the war as well. It, it triggered a wool boom, uh, wool boom. Yeah. That, yeah, um, which, you know, that was when New Zealand, what it was, its third um, richest country in the world per capita uh, during the 1950s. And a big part of that was, you know, the, um, well, the economic effects of, of the Korean War. But I think for me, like, I think a lot of you know, older people remember the war, but a lot of younger people now, you know, think of Korea. They think of you know um, the Korean wave and K-pop and K-dramas mm. and so on, which is all which is fine. But um, you know, there's a lot more to Korea, and and um, it's, I think it's almost impossible to understand Korea, especially as an outsider um, in the 20th century, without understanding what happened in 1950 to 1953. Yeah, and conversely, and I say this based on an interview I did recently with an expert in K-pop, you actually can't talk about K-pop without talking about some of the influences of what happened in Korea, South Korea earlier in the century. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I hope you have a good time over there. I'm sure Thank you, you will, and um, and um, bring back lots of knowledge and experience too. Dr. Grant Morris, our resident historian, thanks so much. Cool, thanks, Jesse.